Welcome. Bill Michael Show. On the air. Glad to have you. So I am uh, getting ready to come on the air today. And uh, I got a meeting out you know, near the Dells today, so I had uh, I had all kinds of stuff going on this morning. I still had to get cleaned up. Uh, I was on uh, with our buddy Ernie out in Viroqua today and had some running around to do this morning. But I'm still waiting to hear, Ben Kenny, are you or are you not going to Chicago? The, so I don't know yet. I was going to ask you to ask the people. It could be a show topic today. Do I go or not? Well, baseball is back. When we left yesterday... Did it not look or at least sound kind of grim? It did. It it sounded like things weren't going to work out. And within a matter of maybe 45 minutes, everything changed. Everything changed. We were getting tweets from John Heyman. We were getting tweets from uh, Ken Rosenthal that the executive committee of the MLBPA they were against signing the deal and that it it had to be two-thirds of a vote. You needed at least 20, and eight were against it. And then all of a sudden, bam, we got a deal. We got we got a deal. I mean, it's, it's awesome. So baseball is back. And my, my first, the first question everybody's asking is, are we going to spring training? We don't know what the protocols are yet. If there are any, if there aren't any, it's a quick turnaround. They are talking. Did they set the uh, the hard deadline uh, for what is it? Uh, April fourteenth. Correct no, me if I'm wrong. I think it's April seventh, and then they're going to. I some thought it was headers. April seventh too. That's what they were going to do. I have not heard the specifics, uh, and and maybe I need to go back and look. But it, the bottom line is, they're, they're everybody's flying there today. So because this whole thing gets underway, what tomorrow or on Sunday? Everybody reports Sunday and then, yeah, Sunday, everybody's got to be there. They start checking in tomorrow and then within three weeks, they're back on the field. So it doesn't really lend us a lot of time to go down, do our thing and get back. So it's it's spring training trip this year might not be in the cards, but I think an opening day broadcast will be uh, without a doubt. I mean, obviously anyway, but. Uh, just in, in general, when it comes to the, because uh, as of yesterday, even the Brewers did not have. Now, now I'm sure there's been some scrambling. I haven't gone back and checked, but yes. So the Brewers open on the road in Chicago. They open on the road in Chicago. So I don't. We're, we'll do our opening day broadcast. Maybe we do it, and it's a one twenty start time. So they'll get underway as this program is is going on. It's a one twenty start time. So maybe we go do the show somewhere. Um, I don't think we even necessarily go to Chicago, but unless, of course, uh, they want to welcome, welcome us into the Shy Bar down there, uh, as we've done in the past. But that's not really near Wrigley. That's, you know, that's more downtown Riverwalk type of area. Or we go to some bar to just do kind of an opening day watch party. And then we do a full-blown broadcast out somewhere on the 14th. But, yeah, Brewers baseball is back. They have filled back in the schedule. They open up against the Cubs. A four-game series, by the way. 120, 120, 120, 120. Every day is a day game. Not a big fan of that, but every day is a day game in Chicago. And you hope it's not cold. You hope it's not rained out, snowed out, whatever. And uh, then they uh, play the or- They go on the road to face the Orioles. After that, 
before coming back home on the 14th, 15th, 16th, and 17th to face the Cardinals. They had they start out right away, man. They got like two straight weeks of baseball. No off days. Nada. They get it going right damn now. So uh, the Brewers are going to open up on the road against the Cubs. That is the Cubs' home opener. And then the Brewers' home opener will be uh, Thursday the 14th. That has been moved up, by the way, to a 4.14 p.m. Central Time uh, opener. It was supposed to be an evening game, a 6, uh, 6.08 start time, I think, and they have bumped that up to a 4.14 start time. So just so we're all clear on that. So baseball's back. Baseball's back. It didn't look good yesterday, but baseball is back. Now you've got a really brief free agent period where teams are going to start trying to find that last piece or two that they can fit into their system. What is the Brewers' biggest need? What is the Brewers' biggest need right now? I still say it's going to be first base. Roddy Tellez hit what? uh, How many homers last year did he have? What, 11? Something like that? I think Urias had 20-something, but uh, Roddy Tellez had 11. Um, Now, you're adding Hunter Renfro who can give you some pop. He's a 250, 260 hitter or something like that. Um, so not bad, but you got to get Christian Yelich back. After a, an offseason in which he only hit nine home runs, he batted 248. His slugging percentage was below 375. Not a good season. you got to get him back. you got to. First base, uh, Justin says, first base and more bullpen help. Although their bullpen, Hader, Devin Williams in the back end, Brent Suter, obviously. Then you got Jake Cousins, Andy Ashby, Trevor Gott, Angel Perdomo, um, Janelle Gustav. But I, I, I would agree you could probably add some depth in the back end in, in that bullpen if you had to for, you know, middle relief. But you've got your setup guy. You've got your seventh. You've got your eighth. you got your closer. You've got what looks to be a really good rotation with Fastball Freddy, who gained a new pitch last year and looked fantastic. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Adrian Hauser, Eric Lauer. So you've got some some ability back there. But uh, but now you got to fill in uh, some additional arms maybe in the bullpen and uh, obviously maybe a first baseman. And then you're you're good to go. This team's, uh, this team's pretty solid. I'm excited about it. 877-867-1670, 1670 hit us up, feel free. Feel free. 877-867-1670. So should, uh, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tweet that out during the break. Should uh, Ben go down to Chicago this weekend with his buddies, hang out, get crazy, or stay home and watch basketball beginning to end? Is that pretty much uh, the scenario? Am I hitting it on the head? Yeah. And golf. Okay. And golf. But mostly basketball. And, and watching golf. Yeah, I can't forget about that. Boy, they got all kinds of storms down at the players. They're, getting, uh, they're expecting weather again over the weekend, aren't they? Oh, they're playing in a, in a downpour right now. But the Oh, I didn't even look over there this morning. That quote from Caddyshack, the heavy stuff probably won't come down for quite a while. Is that right? But it looks like it. Is that right? Oh, goodness. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a little bit of a downpour right there. They're uh, squeegeeing every green before they putt. It's hilarious. Oh, my goodness. It is. That's like end-of-the-world stuff right there. That's really, really coming down. Um, They were playing, by, by the way, the TPC, uh, was it Sawgrass, right? Yeah. yeah, there it is on the screen. Yeah, TPC Sawgrass. Okay. 
Well, there you go. The rain is, and it looks like heavier rain is coming, doesn't it? They're showing the radar right now down there, and it's not going to lighten up by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, Dan says, by the way, hey, Ben, uh, stay home. Chicago is a show. I figured I would get a lot of that today. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, and, and it depends on what you're going to do. What, what, what are you guys going to do? What is the plan that when you go to Chicago? You know those young 20-year-old St. Paddy's Day disasters? Yes. At every bar in the city. It's one of those. Okay. But I'm, I'm saying, is there like an agenda of, of bars to go to? Or is this just, once we get there, let it fly? Probably a little bit of both, but mostly the latter. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they finally opened up anyway, so that's good. Oh, by the way, uh, did you see Justin uh, Dustin Johnson's approach out on 17? It's it's raining. For those that are just tuning in, it's raining like crazy. And he almost put the ball through the green. It's raining so hard. There is no roll. That thing's stuck. It's about six inches down, and it popped out maybe an inch, and that's it. Oh, you have guys hitting the green. The ball spins back in the water, like the center. Just goes all oh, really? the way down. Oh, yeah. Crazy. Oh, okay. I haven't seen that. So, but then again, like I said, I'm just tuning in. Uh, another one, Rick says, stay home, save your money and your liver. There, I don't think you're going to get any votes to go to Chicago. Right. This might not be the best forum. No, no, this is not the best place. This is not the best place to say, hey, by the way, I want to, I want to go, I want to go to Chicago. Should I or shouldn't I? Because uh, the anti-Chicago bias is is raging. Um, who? It's a good question. Who do the Brewers use at DH? Um, hmm. Pri- probably Tyrone Taylor. You could see him being used at DH and getting his swings. Keston Hira, maybe, which is going to be good. I mean, at least he's going to get opportunities to hit. Maybe Keston Hira. That's a great question. Probably Tyrone Taylor or Keston Hira. Um, I don't think you're going to do Severino, although he's got a little bit of pop. But you, I, I don't think you can send up. Well, it depends on what Keston Hira does early on. You know, I, I just, I don't think you can, with Keston Hira right now, Coming out of a season in which he batted 160-something, I don't think you can put Keston. Keston here is going to have to gradually kind of prove himself. Unless you just throw him in the water and you just say, go. And you give him the first couple of weeks of the season. If that guy can't get a hit, then you just say, you know what? It's probably best if you just retreat. You know, uh, does Keston here? Yeah, he's got one option left, by the way. One option left. 877-867-1670. Um... I, I that would be my guess. Tyrone Taylor probably your T, uh, your DH. Maybe Keston here if you want to give him some additional at bats. But that 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 would be my guess. Um, Mike says we have any uh, special tailgate parties or pre games at local bars for a Brewers game this year. We have been uh, shuttling from Moe's uh, the last couple of years, but uh, would love to attend something. Your crew does TGIF. Today, Fish Fry Friday, by the way. I, I have spoken to the gang down at Stenny's, 
and I think uh, it's tentative. I got to be I got to be sure on this. It's it's tentative, tentative that we're going to do our opening the the Brewers home opener live at Stenny's. Stenny's run shuttles. It's a huge huge sports bar. It's like the Cheers of Milwaukee. We talk about them all the time. Big sponsor of the program. So I think we're going to do Stenny's, but I would love to do. You know, uh, I'd love to do the show out and about if we could throughout the season. Just, uh, you know, randomness, so to speak. So maybe we do something like that. Something similar to what we do for, say, like the huddles. But that might be something that uh, we could look into. But, yeah, that's that's the tentative plan. So Stenny's run shuttles, uh, and they run them often. Uh, Our boy Billy Schultz is the shuttle driver. And uh, they grab the mic. Let's go. Load them up. And they get everybody down and back. So, and they do it with a big giant school bus and another small bus. So, yeah, they they got it going on down there. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. This portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at Bud Light. Bud Light Seltzer. Uh, they got the hard soda, the hard soda. And uh, at Bud Light Seltzer with the hard soda right now, they have uh, many different flavors. They got the original kind of the 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 cola classic. Then they've got the cherry cola. Then they've got the orange. They've got all kinds of different stuff. It is hard soda, done right, pop a flavor, pop a soda, and then on top of it, they do it without any sugar. So they nailed this. They nailed it. Got it done. Got it done right. Get a hold of our friends over there anywhere. Uh, by the way, we're re- retailers sell it uh, at Bud Light and Bud Light Seltzer and Bud Light Hard Soda. Start looking for it on the shelves right here, right now. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Glad to have you. Bill Michaels Show. Enjoying the day on a Friday, a fish fry Friday, and baseball, my friends, is back. And uh, we are glad it's back. Joining us now on the hotline is our good buddy Kevin Holden from CBS 58. Got to be ecstatic. He lives down the street in that area from American Family Field. The studios are over there. Kevin can almost smell baseball outside of his balcony right now, I'm sure. Kevin, how you been? Yeah. Yeah, it's been a it's been a really joyous last twenty four hours or so. We've got uh, I, I've always said that baseball is sort of a, a rite of passage when it comes to the seasons because it, it comes in when the weather gets warm. And so now that baseball's back, let's let's get this thermostat up. Let's get the warm temps going. So first of all, what is the priority for the Brewers? I mean, obviously you got to get everybody in town. That's an obvious. But do you think they hit the open market? There's some free agents that have not signed yet. Everybody's scrambling for a job at this point. I know that Ben is pining for Anthony Rizzo over at first base as the everyday first baseman. Give me your thoughts. It's yeah, it's a it's a madhouse, and, and that's really what uh, the, the only downside when it comes to to everything ending at this particular point. Uh, is it, it is a it's a madhouse. It's going to be every team scrambling to get every guy, and I'm sure that uh, some stuff. Even though I know they weren't supposed to talk, I'm sure some stuff has been lined up ahead of time. Uh, first base would be a nice priority, although if we know David Stearns, he has a pattern at that position, and that pattern tends to not involve spending a lot of money. 
Um, but it does involve getting someone who uh, who likes to eat. So uh, you know, you know that'll be fun. You <laughs> know, might be too skinny to be a Brewers first baseman. You know what I mean? Right. Right. No, I I I agree because he tends to get the 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 beefy guys over there at first base. Uh, I mean, go all the way back to Prince Fielder and then move forward. It's been the bigger dudes that have made their uh, presence known over there. Hey, um, so beyond Rowdy Telez and first base and possibility of bringing in another guy to play there every day, what do you make of the middle relief of this bullpen? Yeah, it's uh, here's where, you know, again, the, the layover changes how you approach things because the Brewers tend to develop that part of the team internally. They might grab one guy from the outside market for, you know, from free agency to fill a position like that. For the most part, it's about uh, you know finding the guys internally that'll work for the sixth inning, the seventh inning, and that sort of thing. And uh, it's I, I have a feeling that the bodies will probably turn over because they tend to do that from year to year. Uh, but uh, it's they're going to have less time basically in spring training to find these guys that uh, that that'll work for those positions. That's going to be something they'll need to look at earlier in spring training, or I guess you know, earlier date wise than, uh, than they normally would just because you've got to find guys. I mean, you have to find, you know, the, the right combination of guys too. And that's how Craig council works is to get that combination. So, uh, you know, without knowing a whole lot of names at this point, uh, I think it becomes something they focus on earlier than they normally would uh, so that they can get that, that group of bodies together. And honestly, Bill pitching in general is going to be a different, uh, a different breed because, Normally, you're talking about six weeks or so to get ready for the season to stretch out and that sort of thing. And this time, it's going to be three to four weeks without a whole lot of stuff in between, without a lot of time to you know to rest and recover. So, uh, I think the approach to pitching changes. You may see some short outings to start the year. You've got. Uh, we talked about that bullpen. You got Perdomo, Mejia, Topa, Gott, uh, all of those guys. Gustav. Is it Gustav or Gustave? Uh, well, yeah, Gustave. If we're, if we're doing Gustave. the Spanish thing, doing it the way it's supposed to, Gustave. Yeah. Okay. I wanted to be sure because I know that's uh, that's your end of the uh, your end of the spectrum, man. I didn't want to get it wrong. But all of those guys are in the mix for uh, what would be like four spots. So, is there anybody you think specifically that uh, maybe is the odd man out? Not necessarily who has the upper hand, but the odd man out at this point. Well, I think it. You know, the the thing that you can have now. Uh, in, in 2022, that would be the most helpful is going to be experience with the system that you're in, with the team that you're in. And so Gott becomes the guy that I really would, would pay attention to because he would be he'd be a nice addition to the team. But, you know, again, you're, you have to think of this in terms of what do they know from from the system that the Brewers have? What can be imparted to them in, in a certain span of time? And, you know, there are some players that don't, catch up uh you know in, in as quick a time so anybody from the outside who's been spending time in other organizations probably is going to have a little more of an issue uh making the adjustment so god is the first name that, that comes to mind that's a guy with some big league experience i think they've got an idea for him but uh yeah i think your your people who've spent previous spring trainings in phoenix with the brewers have a bit of an edge right now the team that you have to beat in the Central is, is it St. Louis, or do you think Cincinnati's ready to kind of rise back to the top? I'm excited to see Cincinnati. I, I'm excited to to, to, to watch the, a little bit of the shift in power dynamic. Uh, you know, they've, they've been on the verge of things for a while, but 
you know, I, we've we've lived this story for a long time, and and I, there, to me, there isn't any reason to think it's any different, uh, you know, this time around. I think that the Cardinals are just, you know, <laughs> if you're on the opposite side of things from the Cardinals, it's a it's a bad way to be, and Brewers fans know it, and it's been, uh, you know, a tough situation to be in for. God, I don't know. I mean, they. They met in the World Series 40 years ago. The Cardinals were a pest when they were in opposite leagues. I mean, it's, this has gone on forever, and I just, you know, the Cardinals have been too quiet for too long. I, I have a feeling that that's the team that's going to be the most dangerous for the for the Brewers in, in this season. But, man, it's, it's kind of chaotic, too. Like, usually by this point, you've got a good sense of what everyone's lineup looks like, and there's some holes that are going to be filled in, like, 48 hours. Like, it's I don't know how much sleep we're going to get this weekend. You look at their pitching staff down in St. Louis with Wainwright, Flaherty, uh, was it Mats, um, Dakota Hudson's on that staff. But there's nobody that really, other than maybe uh, Flaherty, who had a pretty decent season last year, um, I think everybody else, for the matter, they threw up a four-plus ERA. And it, it, while the team hit and they, they hit okay, uh, and we all know that, you know, Goldschmidt you know, ended up with close to 30 home runs. And then you've got O'Neill who ended up 38 home runs and 32 out of Arenado. And, I mean, that they could they could pound the ball out of the ballpark. They had numerous guys with double-digit home runs last year, uh, almost top to bottom. But the pitching staff still was giving up runs. But I said this earlier today. I said when you get to the point where it's 4.2 runs per game or more, you're going to win a lot of ball games. If their pitching comes around, that seems like they would be the team to beat because, man, if they get any kind of pitching, that's sub-4, like 380 uh, ERAs throughout that uh, starting rotation, they got the ability to pound the ball out of the ballpark. So my assumption is that the, that the Cardinals right now would be the team to beat in the National League Central. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And because one of the things that has happened for the Cardinals and it's happened for a lot of years is they tend to find someone that you've not heard of before that comes out of the system that all of a sudden jumps and becomes, you know, a, a top-notch pitcher, a difference-making pitcher. And it's just – it's been time and time again, uh, you know, thinking about Carlos Martinez, thinking about Jordan Hicks, thinking about, you know, just so many different names that uh, – that they've brought up from the system. And in that way, to me, they are the envy of all of baseball because everybody else in baseball struggles like crazy to put up pitching and then they overpay for it on the free agent market. It's, it's a fate that 20 something teams in the big league baseball deal with on a yearly basis. And the Cardinals tend to find their answers internally in the system. Uh, so yeah, you, 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 you quote the numbers from last year, and, and it's very true. They they were down from a pitching standpoint. And to me, it just means they're due that some name comes up and or maybe a couple of names come up and uh, and turn out to be really difficult pitchers to face. Because that is, when you talk about the Cardinal way, really that's the Cardinal way, finding those pitchers. Do you think the Cubs are going to be worth a damn or not? I don't. I, I just, they, I still think there's, you know, when you talk about that cycle, you know, 2016 was the top of the cycle, and then they came close the next couple of years and then fell off. I still think the bottom end of that cycle is still it's still coming. And, you know, I, I think it, it's, we're at the point where, like, changes will probably be made top to bottom before they work their way back into it. But, yeah, I, I, like 2022 in the north side of Chicago feels to me like, I don't know, 2012 or 13, you know, it's, 
Mm-hmm. It's sort of a no man's land for them. It's you know they they don't the the guys that were big for them before are all gone. They traded away, you know, Baez and Brian and, and Rizzo and yeah, I just it's it's I think it'll be a lot easier to win games in Chicago. Um, and maybe the tickets won't be like 200 bucks a pop either. Cause it used to be fun to go down there for $11, you know, and make fun of people and drink a lot of beer. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't mind doing that again, you know? Right. I mean, you start to go through their roster. What am I thinking here? Uh, Swindell, I think is their new first baseman. You still have Contreras behind the plate. You still have Ian Happ. You still have Jason Hayward, but, uh, was it Horner? Uh, it, by the way, is is Nico Horner? He's not related to Bob Horner because it's spelled the same way from years gone by down in Atlanta. No, uh, in fact, the, the the good news is you can tell that because Nico Horner actually can play a full season without breaking his wrist. That's <laughs> something that Bob Horner can never do. <laughs> Bob Horner was a blonde, chunky dude too, so a little bit different. Uh, but that, we got Madrigal, I think, is their second baseman. Um. Uh, Ortega in center field. Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm trying to go through their roster and just remember who the hell's there. It's been so long since we've talked baseball. Sounds different, doesn't it? I mean, and that's yeah. The, thing. the Cubs, even a couple of years ago, they they were kind of on the older side, but they had all names you recognize. And now all of a sudden, you have to kind of you know, like unfocus your eyes and look at this roster to put to put a team together. Yeah, it's it's a different animal. But uh, yeah, Hayward, half Ortega, probably your. You know your your basics in the outfield, and Patrick Wisdom is a guy that uh, that was a, a big power hitter that helped them a lot. Uh, I think that was last year when he had his power surge. But yeah, that 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 doesn't carry the same kind of star power as the Ry- the Bryants and the Rizzo's of the world for sure. I had said earlier today that uh, the Brewers need to be able to hit the ball and hit the ball with a little more pop than they did last year. They have to score more runs. I, As much as we look at the top three and we go Burns, Woodruff, Peralta, and they had tremendous seasons last year. I don't know how you can expect that to be duplicated again, right? Yeah, it's. It, I mean, we just know just by the, the principles of baseball and, again, the principles of how difficult it is to put together that that type of season, that type of pitching staff. It's like you you know you better do something to, to manufacture runs. That was uh, an anomaly as far as these things go. I mean, Corbin Burns is, you know, at the top of the game and Brandon Woodruff is tremendous and, Freddie Peralta is tremendous, but uh, yeah, you the Brewers baseball is still Brewers baseball, and it goes back to you know getting the best you can get out of Christian Yelich, and then I think it, it builds around him. There are other options uh, on the team. Hunter Renfro is an interesting guy to me. Now he is thirty, but uh, Renfro is a guy that's been known for power, and he played some of his career in San Diego where the fences are so deep that it saps power. So if you show power in a place like Petco Park in San Diego, I think you could show a lot of it uh, here at American Family Field, which is more hitter-friendly. So, you know, Renfro's a guy to look at that uh, that could jump a little bit here. I, they're going to miss Eduardo Escobar's bat, too, by the way. I, I just thought for all the attention Willie Adamas got, I thought Eduardo Escobar was a great presence for this team, a veteran who could just hit the ball well, hit in good situations, and that's they're, they're going to be struggling to find someone to replace him. Is this the year that we, if he does not return with power, that we have legitimate concern over Christian Yelich, or do we we already have that? Yeah, I, I, I'm at the point where I, I, I think I've adjusted uh, expectations long-term for Yelich. I I think that the MVP could still be in there, 
but the MVP isn't somebody that we've seen in a while. Now, obviously, the world has been upside down for a couple of years. I mean, 2020 was, you know, a 60-game season, and you know, and it sort of spilled over for Yelich into last year. But he's a guy that uh, I think, you know, ball players work well off a of routine, and I think he's one of those guys. And having the routine changed up the last couple of years has not helped uh, Yelich at all. And I think. You know, having this late spring training and this late season might mean that you don't see the Yelich that you expect to see right off the top. You know, it's, it, it may be tough for him to get going, but yeah, I, I'm with you. Like I, that 2018 Yelich, the one that, that was like Barry Bonds, you either walked him or he hit a home run in, in September mm-hmm. that year. I, I, I hadn't seen that guy since then, and I, I don't know if we will uh, again unless. You know, he just gets hot for a couple of months and gets back in that groove, but he's not there now, that's for sure. So here's the question. We have got uh, the opening day, the Brewers' home opener, on Thursday the 14th. So will Kevin Holt, because I don't think we're going to be live at, at American Family Field. However, we're going to be down at Stenny's, I believe. Will Kevin Holden join us early on in the program, live and in person, so we can stuff wings in your grill and talk baseball on Brewers' opening day? Oh, are you serious? That's fantastic. Yeah, I, 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 I want to say that that's going to need to happen. Uh, I, I just let me. I need to double check and make sure what my what my day job's got planned for me. But I really think that's going to be fine. Uh, yeah, how do you turn down an offer like that? I maybe, because it's tradition. It's you. It's me. It's Andrew Wagner. It's it's the it's the whole gang, man. That's what we do. Yeah, like like if if work needs me, you know, for something, I can get one of those like blow up, you know, dolls of me and just put it in a <laughs> for a couple. Okay, hours. I don't want to get into your personal life here, there, Kevin. Come on, man, you got a wife waiting at home. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you gotta have you gotta have options, right? No, I, I right? put the, yeah, I put that you know that me looking like in the in the chair that uh, that cut out in the chair and you know they'll say well kevin seems a little stiff oh whatever he's yeah. just thinking about okay and well do would, that because put a camera up next to it because i'm sure you're going to see Druber going pummeling you at some point he has texted me during this phone call during this phone call he has texted me and said you better meet me at 12 30 at the gym it's already happened well, boy, for the purposes of good stuff, buddy, go to the gym. Tell uh, tell Drew we said hi. He can come down and join us as well. We'll feed him, and uh, we'll have a good time coming up in a few weeks, okay? Bill, it's so excited to have baseball back. Glad to chat and uh, glad to be talking baseball soon. Cannot wait, man. Yep, good stuff, buddy. Good stuff. There you go. Kevin Holden, CBS 58, joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Glad to have him on board, uh, and uh, we're looking forward now. We're starting to line them up. Starting to line them up. For, uh, for down there at Stenny's, if indeed. I believe this is all going to happen. I really do. I believe it's all going to happen. We're going to be down there running the shuttles, going to be down there eating some wings, Bill Michaels garlic cheese bread, talking baseball, getting you ready. Oh, yeah, I'm getting kind of fired up. Stay tuned. we got more of the Bill Michaels Show coming up next. The Bill Michaels Show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.